I'm not sure if everybody in the room has heard about CDP, so I'm going to tell you a little bit, about, bit more about what we do and why we operate. And please don't feel bad if you haven't heard from us before. We have just been referred to in the Harvard Business Review as the most influential NGO that you've probably never heard of. So I think that's it's sort of a backhanded compliment, but, and I'll take it. Um, we're an organisation, we're an NGO, a global NGO that have been operating for around 13 years now. Um, and we operate on behalf of investors. Our overall mission is to change the way the world does business, to prevent dangerous climate change and natural resource depletion through the efficient allocation of capital. So by putting information, we, we drive greater transparency and disclosure of vital corporate information on climate change, water and now deforestation. Uh, we cover around 75 to 80% of the world's natural capital. And we put that information out into the world and we expect and hope investors, purchasing organisations, city governments, policy makers to be able to use that information to drive change and behaviour. And for, for investors, we want to drive the efficient allocation of capital towards those companies that really are safeguarding these natural resources or preventing dangerous climate change. So I've been, I'm head of the water programme. Uh, it's still a relatively new young programme. We're about four years old. We've just finished our, our fourth year of, of corporate water disclosure and it's been a, a really great success. I feel very proud to be involved in the initiative. I've been working for CDP for about a year and a half now. Um, the, the water programme was started really on the, on the, the back of an acknowledgement that there is a global water crisis and that the corporations, as Alex has highlighted already, have a critical role to play in solving that problem. Um, and investors themselves are, are aware that there is a risk, but that data and information upon, upon the way that in which corporates are reacting to this is completely sparse. And so CDP, what we do, we generate, what we, we capture information specifically for those investors. So we will we'll use our same very simple system to gather information that we can then feed back and hopefully inform these, the investment community. And quite excitingly, um, investor interest in water is rising. In the last three years, the number of investor signatories to our water programme has quadrupled. And we now operate on behalf of 530 investors with $57 trillion worth of assets. And we engage with the majority of them every year on a constant basis to ensure that we're asking the right questions, that we're targeting the right companies, and that they understand the information that we're giving to them. It's quite an exciting number, and it's really that number that gets people's attention. I find it's quite a powerful one. And ultimately, what the investors want to know, and by the way, we're also operating on behalf of a number of large purchasing organisations, so the likes of L'Oreal, Dell, Unilever, Pfizer, they have asked CDP to issue our water questionnaire to a range of their suppliers and we then get the information back and we create scorecards and we feed that back to the purchasers and they then again use that to drive their investment decisions. But essentially the one question that they're all looking for the answer to is how resilient is your business in the face of water challenges? There's three things, as, as Alex sort of mentioned in a way, there's, there's you know, investors want to know, are, is the company exposed to risk? If so, what are they doing about it? And ultimately, does what they're doing about it lead to less risk? And I think that's something that maybe we, we need to explore a little bit further, particularly around the efficiency and the drive for efficiency. Is that fundamentally reducing their risk exposure? I'd question that it isn't. And that's one of the key findings from our reports this year. 
So we operate what on the face of it appears to be a relatively simple process. We have a questionnaire. We issue it every year. We send a questionnaire and a letter to the chairman of every um, Global 500 organisation. That we, we have a subset of Global 500 companies that we go to. So only those where we believe that water is a material issue for them at a strategic corporate level. And we ask for information on the water management and governance um, attitudes within the organisation, what sort of policies they have in place, what sort of targets they have. We ask about their risks, how they've gone about calculating the risk, but also what the risks are and the, the likelihood of them happening, the potential impact, the value at risk and the value at stake. And we ask for vital water accounting information. In 2013, our questionnaire was issued to more than 1,000 companies from a range of different sectors. Uh, you can see a, a small list of them here. And we'll be looking to expand our programme uh, every year. And as I say, it's a, a relatively simple process. We ask, you know, what on the face of it is a relatively simple question. Are, are you exposed to water-related risk? Uh, but uh, oddly, it's a question that not many companies have ever asked themselves before. There are a number of leaders, of course, and, and, and they, they get it and they've understood this and water is a fundamental part of their business. But there is still a large number of companies that aren't thinking about water in this way. So we get a number of them coming back in the first year of disclosure saying, we don't pay a lot for our water and we don't use a lot of it. We're not exposed to risk, so we're not disclosing. It's not relevant to us. So we then go and we, we use our investor power. We, we drive investors to go and engage more closely with those companies. And we engage with them ourselves to help them understand the value of water. So what CDP operates really is a transformative process. By asking the questions, it then sparks a reaction within the company. They go away and they suddenly think, what, why is CDP, first of all, why are they sending us this question? What, and are we exposed to risk? How do we calculate it? How, what tools do we need? What data and information do we need to ultimately answer these questions? They go off and they, they gather information that they've perhaps never thought of being valuable before, or they have conversations with people that they've never thought about talking to before, or they give it to some poor sod in the engineering department and say, here you go, you're, you're reading the meters, you know how to fill in this questionnaire about water. I very feel sorry for them um, and we're trying to, you know, we push for this questionnaire to be much more focused around st strategy or risk departments within corporations. They then provide the answers to us. We then feed back to them at the moment. Um, for those of you that may be familiar with CDPR climate change questionnaire, we score and rank companies based on the quality of their disclosure and also the performance in relation to the reduction of carbon emissions that they're making. We're just about to start well, we've developed a scoring methodology for water. It's the world's first one, and quite excitingly, we'll be trialling that next year. It's a very vital bit, um, tool for feeding back both to the companies. It gives them an idea of where they are and where they need to be moving to. For investors, it's an indicator of how prepared the corporation is in the face of water challenges, how, how comprehensive their approach to water really is. And then for, for, for uh, there's a whole range of different methods and ways in which we use that. It's published on Bloomberg terminals, on Google Finance. Um, it's in a very powerful tool that we have. The company then goes and establishes systems so that they can then improve their performance, improve their score, feedback to us every year on an annual basis. And the process starts again. And what we're finding so far is that while some companies clearly recognise that water is a serious issue for them, many of them really don't understand or are underestimating the importance of water to their business. There's a very serious issue of them underestimating the immediacy of the risks that we're facing. 
and I think Alex was mentioning about the fact that agency is, is a critical player in driving behaviour and I think one of the beauties of the water challenge is that that immediacy is very much here, it's tangible and people can feel it. So we, we launched our report a, year, uh, sorry, a week and a half ago, I was in New York, we had an audience of 1,300, uh, 13,000 that would have been impressive, next year. Um, 1,300, it was our biggest event so far, we had Abby Cohen, who's the grand dame of Wall Street, presenting. It was, it was really wonderful. And I've got copies of the report with me. You can also download it on our website. But some of the findings from that at the moment is that essentially water is already halting business. 53% of the global 500 companies only. So that's a subset of the... We had about 600 disclosed in total, but this analysis is of just of 184 global 500 companies that have disclosed. So 60% of, uh, of global 500 companies did disclose, which means 40% didn't. So we've still got a way to go, and we, we're challenging those 40% as well. But essentially, and sorry, there's a lot of stats, so I'll, I'll keep it quite light, but 53% of companies have already suffered detrimental impacts as a result of water in the last five years. It's a 40% increase since 2011. Now, I'm not suggesting that the impacts themselves and the number of impacts have necessarily increased, although I think in some cases they have, it's more the companies are actually thinking about it and looking into it and understanding what, what's been happening across their overall business. There's one of the examples that was just in the news this week about Barrick Gold has suspended their $8.5 billion mine. It's the company and Peru's biggest gold mine as a result of water challenges. And this is, it's, it's unfounded really. Um, it's quite exciting for me. It gives me a really great case study to encourage companies to take this issue seriously. We had Exelon, who were a nuclear, American nuclear power company, they disclosed to us last year that they, uh, the EPA increased or, or made the uh, discharge regulations for, the, for their power site in New Jersey much more stringent. They did the maths, they figured it would cost them $800 million to invest in the plant to meet their requirements. So they closed the plant down 10 years early. Doesn't do much for investor confidence in that business. They really should have been able to predict that from and, and, and work with the regulators to, to, to do something about it. 70% of companies that do disclose to us report that they are exposed to substantive water-related risks. We don't ask companies to tell us really too much about the small-scale risks that might not have an impact at the corporate level. We ask them to focus on those risks that are, are likely to impact the bottom line, essentially. And I'd like you to note the range of different risks that we've got here. It's quite a variety um, that I believe efficiency won't necessarily address. And again, 19% uh, increase in the number of risks being reported. And most importantly is that substantive risks are becoming more immediate. So we've seen a 16% increase in the number of short-term risks. They're those risks that are likely to impact within the next five years. Now, I think it's important to remember when we're talking about investors that there's this huge variety of them. Some of them look over the space of two weeks. And while, of course, this, is a, this issue is not going to be material for them, they really won't give it. They won't care, excuse my French. Um, and so we're not necessarily going to be able to, to challenge their behaviours in, in some respects. But we work much more closely with long-term um, investors, such as NBIM, the Norwegian Sovereign Wealth Fund, who are one of the world's largest and most powerful investors and they're very very interested in this issue and, and are aware that it poses a, sub a substantive threat to their fund but the strategic response is lacking where if you the what you can see on the left here 
the, the, the types of targets that companies are setting across their, across their organisations at a corporate level. Now, there has been an increase, encouragingly, an increase in the number of companies setting targets, but I would question their viability or their ability to actually address the risk. Um, you can see the majority of the, of the targets reported are focused on water use within direct operations. And similarly, there's not a lot of boards engaged on the whole issue. Along the, the lower axis, you can see that the, the exposure to risk versus board level oversight, board engagement on water-related issues. And for companies in the energy sector, it's quite worrying that you know, there's almost eight, over 80% of the companies disclosing to us in that sector report being exposed to substantive water-related risks. And yet, less than 50% of their boards actually talk about it or get engaged in any way. It's a little bit worrying, if you ask me. And the whole issue of, of this focus on efficiency and an inadequate response in terms of focusing on direct operations is because you can be a clean fish in a dirty pond. You can be the most efficient water user in your river basin. And yet, if the farmer up the way is letting their cows wallow in the water supply, then the quality that's, uh, of the water reaching you will be, uh, uh, will be uh, substandard, potentially. Or the communities around you may be of a perception that you're taking water that they should have access to, and that could irrevocably damage your brand as an organisation. There is cause for celebration, however, I think from my perspective. Um, we have seen a 20% increase in the proportion of respondents reporting exposure to risks. Now, while that might be an odd stat to celebrate, for me, what that means is that companies are taking a more comprehensive look at the risk exposure. They're understanding the real value of water and that it doesn't lie just in how much you use or how, how much it costs you as an organisation to have access to that water. There's been a 50% increase in the number of companies engaging their suppliers and their supply chain on the issue and driving greater behaviour change within that supply chain. And importantly, from my perspective, from CDP's perspective, we've seen almost a 60% increase in the number of companies that are disclosing information to us. And what CDP, we, we operate a standardised platform for disclosure, which enables comparability and benchmarking across a range of corporations, no matter where they're headquartered. And excitingly for me, personally, is that this year CDP's water programme was voted the one that companies trust the most. And we, we work and take that issue and our positioning within the marketplace extremely seriously. And it's very important that we work with corporations, with investors, to drive the behaviour that we ultimately all seek. I think in terms of the incentives for, for corporations taking action on water and whether you need tax breaks or not, for me, the real value for water doesn't lie, as I say, in the cost that you pay, but it relies in business continuity, it relies in protecting your brand value and avoiding value destruction, and it lies in, in social and operational licences to operate. And I would question that addressing risk and making investments in infrastructure is in itself, uh, to therefore reduce your risk and protect that value, is in itself adequate motivation. Um, and it's a conversation we've been having with the Indian government recently. But of course, CDP isn't just about disclosure. Our mission is ultimately to safeguard water resources by driving better corporate water stewardship, to m help companies take a more comprehensive look at their, their impact that they're having, well, to, and encourage them to better understand what they're doing with water and their relationship with it, so that they can then take appropriate steps to reduce their impact, reduce their risk, and develop a more sustainable, resilient society for all. So 
This year and over the next few years in my tenure as, as head of the programme, there are a number of initiatives that we'll be exploring. Um, I plan to expand the programme geographically into emerging and frontier economies. So in 2014, we hope to send our questionnaire to Indian and Japanese companies, and I'm currently fundraising for that, and then also fundraising for 2015 initiatives in China and Latin America and also in Europe. We want to increase the number of disclosing companies and we want to leverage not only the investor power but the purchasing power. What we're finding is that in countries such as India, the purchasing power is much more strong than, it, than the investor voices. Um, for example, last year we had three companies in India disclosed to us. This year we had 32 and that was because the likes of L'Oreal and Dell were asking the companies to do it. And there's a lot, a lot to be gained there. And ultimately, we're also driving for better and greater data granularity risk at a corporate level, but how that manifests itself and what companies are doing at the site level. But of course, we've got to balance all of that out with the reporting burden as well. And we're acutely aware that there is a large reporting burden potentially around for corporations around water related issues. So we work with the likes of Dow Jones Sustainability Index, the Global Reporting Initiative with WWF, WRI, um, FTSE for good uh, to align our information requests wherever possible. So DJSI have just aligned their climate change questionnaire with our water questionnaire, with our climate change questionnaire, and we'll be doing the same thing this year and exploring opportunities around that. And I know that's very well received by many corporations. We're also looking at ways in which we can increase our impact. So we've refined, we spent the last 12 months, and Alex has been helping us on this, refining our questionnaire, ensuring that we're asking the right questions and gathering investor relevant data points that really resonate with them what essentially we're trying to get to at the at the fundamental level is what is your business value at water risk what does that look like 40 percent of a coal company's value is based on its ability to extract reserves in the future it sounds odd to me that given all of the changes not to mention the fact that there's not going to be enough water necessarily to extract that resource everything else seems a bit odd that there's so much value placed upon that and I think CDP is in, a, in a, a good position to try and just start having dialogues around that issue. As I said earlier, we'll be um, looking at scoring and ranking companies. That will be happening on a confidential private basis in 2014, so a complete trial, because of course there is no consensus in the public space at the moment on what corporate water stewardship looks like at a practical level. So we're working with a whole range of stakeholders and we'll be scoring and ranking global 500 companies over the next year um, and working with them to refine the methodology so that it drives the right behaviours and avoids driving the wrong behaviours. And ultimately, finally, we'll be enabling, we're looking for ways in which we can enable better action at the corporate level. So exploring ways in which we can link in with the um, UNCEO Water Mandate Water Action Hub, which is an online mapping tool looking at it's basically a, a dating service for those looking for ways in which they can deal with water-related issues at a watershed level. Um, and we're also, I think, fingers crossed, just got funding in yesterday um, to develop a, an investor education initiative to help them better understand the, what the issues, what the challenges are the corporates are facing and the suitability of the responses to those. One of the calls that we, we make in the report this year is that many people, many organisations and investors alike are looking at water as if it's carbon. They're looking at water through a carbon lens and therefore focusing all of their energy on driving down the water consumption. Um, as we've said earlier, that's probably not going to address their risk. So we need to shift the conversation. CDP believes that the water challenge can be alleviated but we need a new kind of thinking and we need a different, uh, a, a new momentum.
and I look forward to hopefully having a conversation over the next half an hour or so that can lead it and influence all of that. Thank you. Thank you.